It's Saturday, October the 17th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, EU-UK trade talks stall and American retail sales boom. First, the week in brief. Boris Johnson said that Britain should prepare to have no trade deal with the European Union when the Brexit transition period ends on December 31st. The British Prime Minister accused the EU of blocking a Canada-style deal, saying the outcome will be a looser Australia-style arrangement, i.e. no deal at all. A briefing by his spokesman to journalists was more blunt. The talks are over. Unless, that is, the EU changes its negotiating position, fisheries and state aid are the main areas of disagreement. America's budget deficit, the gap between government spending and tax revenue, surpassed $3.1 trillion in the year to September. That compares with about $1 trillion last year and reflects the huge increase in spending precipitated by the pandemic. Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, has said another round of economic relief is needed to prevent millions falling into poverty. America's retail sales, meanwhile, increased by 1.9% in September, more than the 0.7% that analysts had expected. Sales are now higher than they were in February, before the pandemic. Demand is higher for goods that improve life at home, including cars, furniture and electronics. Prosecutors in New York said that General Salvador Cienfuegos, serving as Mexico's defense minister from 2012 to 2018, had used his power to aid the deadly Beltran-Leva cartel. In exchange for bribes, they allege, he directed raids against the traffickers' competitors and facilitated shipping of tons of illegal drugs. He was arrested at an airport in Los Angeles on Thursday. Zalando reached an agreement to buy Fission, a body-scanning company. The online clothing retailer's policy of free, no-questions-asked returns helped it rise to prominence, but returns are also a big cost. About half of all items are sent back. As online clothes shopping grows during the pandemic, Zalando hopes that Fission's technology will help customers get the right fit the first time. Instagram will make changes in its rules for influencers, people paid for conspicuously using a product in the photos they share on the platform. Britain's Competition and Markets Authority says these amount to advertising. Instagram will do more to make paid promotion clear as such. The rules affect users in Britain and anyone who directs their posts towards Instagram users in the UK. And Liberty Steel, a privately held company owned by the Gupta family, offered to buy the steel division of ThyssenKrupp, a German industrial conglomerate. The purchase would unite Europe's fourth and second biggest steelmakers, respectively. However, some trade unions fearing job losses are lobbying hard against the deal. They want the German government to take a stake in ThyssenKrupp instead. And now, here's today's agenda. Gorgeous Gorgon, a controversial statue of Medusa. The snake-haired monster beheaded by Perseus in Greek myth has seen many artistic depictions, but none as controversial as a statue unveiled in New York this week. The seven-foot-tall sculpture flips the story, showing Medusa as the heroine proudly holding the severed head of her foe. The statue was designed by Luciano Garbati, an Italian artist, in 2008. It gained renewed attention after the Harvey Weinstein scandal broke and the hashtag MeToo movement went global. 
On Tuesday, it was placed outside the Lower Manhattan courtroom where the film producer was convicted of rape earlier this year. For some, it is a powerful statement. After all, according to the myth, Medusa was a sexual assault survivor. But some have raised qualms. The statue is by a man. Mr. Garbati rededicated it to the movement. Medusa is now a slim and beautiful nude, though so was Perseus. Most controversially, it seems to revel in revenge rather than justice. Protest Music, Stevie Wonder's New Songs Stevie Wonder has released two starkly political songs this week. In Where Is Our Love Song, he laments the suffering on this urban blood-stained street, while in Can't Put It In The Hands Of Fate, he attacks those sick and tired of us protesting. Mr Wonder's switch to more political work is a less marked change than you might suppose. Throughout his career, the singer-songwriter dabbled in more charged lyrics. Listeners might forget that Happy Birthday, 1980, was part of a campaign to have Martin Luther King's birthday recognised as a national holiday, or that Frontline, 1984, was the lament of a Vietnam War veteran. Outside the recording studio, Mr Wonder says, We cannot ignore and act like the things in this nation didn't happen. He also offers some thoughts on November's presidential election. We've got to vote justice in and injustice out. The Witches is Coming, Robert Zemeckis' remake. Thirty years ago, Angelica Houston thrilled and terrified children in The Witches, a film based on Roald Dahl's book of the same name. Anne Hathaway takes up Miss Houston's mantle as the glamorous Grand High Witch in the latest adaptation, streamed on HBO Max from next week. To keep the protagonist, Jazir Bruno, safe from kid-hating witches in rural Alabama, a departure from England and Norway where the book was set, his grandmother, Octavia Spencer, flees with him to a resort. Unbeknown to them, they fall right into the claws of the Grand High Witch and her henchwomen, assisted by the comically arrogant resort manager, Mr Stringer, Stanley Tucci. Behind this star-studded film is an equally noteworthy crew, including Alfonso Cuaron and Guillermo del Toro as co-writers and producers. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, considered a visual effects visionary, this reimagining of Dahl's novel looks to be a spellbinding spectacle. Côte sans ivoire, elephants at risk. Ivory Coast was named after the product of its abundant elephants. But data published in PLOS One, a journal, show how much has changed since colonial days. Researchers drew on dung counts, interviews with local experts and media reports to take the first census of Ivorian elephants in a decade. The situation is dire. They estimate that there are just 225 forest elephants left in the country, a fall of 86% since 1994. Worse, they could only confirm the presence of elephants in four of 25 protected areas. These sombre figures bespeak a massive recent extinction, the consequence of a total lack of wildlife management coupled with the highest deforestation rate in sub-Saharan Africa. Without immediate and radical conservation action, the gentle giant adorning the country's coat of arms could become as common as unicorns in Scotland and the name Ivory Coast will be as misleading as Greenland or as anachronistic as Newfoundland. A game of two halves, rugby north and south. Two big matches in rugby union will take place on opposite sides of the world this weekend under very different circumstances. 
In the European Champions Cup final, which determines the continent's best club side, Exeter Chiefs take on Racing 92 in Bristol on Saturday. No fans will be allowed into the stadium. Roughly 12 hours later, New Zealand will play Australia in the second game of the four-match Bledisloe Cup in Auckland. Because of New Zealand's success in eliminating community transmission of COVID-19, a maskless crowd of around 47,000 is expected inside Eden Park, where the All Blacks have been unbeaten since 1994. International rugby is often discussed in the context of the strength of the teams in each hemisphere. With severe restrictions on crowds in all northern hemisphere countries, the revenue earned by New Zealand and Australia is likely to eventually trickle down to an on-field advantage. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Arthur Miller, who was born on this day in 1915. An era can be said to end when its basic illusions are exhausted. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.